GrowCFO is where finance leaders grow together. Join thousands of like-minded professionals using GrowCFO to access the combined knowledge and experience of the finance leader community. You can join us today at growcfo.net. Hello and welcome to the GrowCFO show. I'm your host, Kevin Appleby, and today I've got Merrick Rosenberg with me. Now, Merrick talks about personalities, and Merrick has taken the DISC profile to another level. So, Merrick, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Kevin. I've been looking forward to joining you. Merrick, tell me all about the four birds. Well, I used letters for a long time. And the challenge that I saw was that people weren't remembering them. You'd go back in and a few weeks later, they're like, wait, what is that letter again? What's the D? What's the I? And I felt like we needed to make them more visual, more accessible, just easier to remember. So I swapped out letters, swapped in four birds. I'll walk you through it. So so we've got four. We've got the eagle. And and I'll show you how simple it is. If you were to think of someone who's an eagle. What comes to mind for you? If you had a person who had the traits of an eagle, what do you think they're like? I reckon the eagle is um, sort of over the top of everything. Is the, the bird in charge. He's the, he's the king of the birds, really, isn't he? Well, they like to be at yeah. 10,000 feet. They're very strategic and they do like to be in control. They like to be in leadership positions. Although anybody can be a great leader in all styles. Uh, our leaders... Eagles really like to be in leadership roles. That is absolutely true. Yeah. And so, I, I suppose I, I, I could criticize myself for saying the eagle and addressing the eagle is he. Eagle can quite just, just as easily be she. Absolutely. That's absolutely correct. How, how about the parrot? When you think of someone who is the parrot style, what comes to mind? The parrot's talkative. Yeah, they're talkative. They're social. They're outgoing. They've got a lot of energy. How about someone who is the dove style? Oh, the dove is calming. The dove's caring. Um, the More dove reserves. Yeah. 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 Helpful, compassionate, caring. But notice it's so simple. You look at it, you immediately get it. The last yeah. one is the owl. So what comes to mind for the owl? Oh, the owl remembers everything. <laughs> the details. The owl's the detail. He also brings Harry Potter's post. Yes, exactly. And it's very methodical about it. <laughs> and so they're, they're logical, they're analytical, they're detail oriented. And, and, you know, you think of these four styles, we're all a combination of all four, but there's probably one or two that's home base for you. That is that core style. It's, you see it a lot. You display the behaviors related to that style all the time. So we, we have them all, but there's probably one which is, which is really primarily strong for you. Yeah, and th- th- this simplifies things quite a lot, Beric, that essentially you're putting people into, into broadly four groups of personalities. Yeah, and, and what's and, important and to those four groups, I guess, is very different. Yeah, and, and look, you can be, I'm more of a parrot eagle, somebody can be an owl dove, you can be a combination of them, but it makes it simple. And that's the thing, if we can take personality, which is infinitely complex, and make it easy and accessible, then you can do something with it and you can use it both at home and at work too. Yeah. Now, we've been talking an awful lot in, in GrowCFO about communication. I've certainly just built the, the communications course for our, our team training package. And I've also been doing a lot of things around change management and talking about communication styles. Now, first of all, Merrick, the finance person 
and communication. What's the key thing for finance, for finance people to know here? Well, first of all, there's no doubt when I work with finance teams, they are overwhelmingly owl. They have also got some eagle too. That's that task oriented side. Yeah. Uh, and, and they're very detailed and very methodical. And, and the key is that they are making sure that they're communicating out to other areas in a way that other areas would like to be communicated to. Because yeah. finance, just like human resources, one of those areas that interact with everybody. And so the challenge is, is to not impose your style. If you're the owl, a lot of, there are a lot of owls in finance. Uh, if you're the owl and you're talking to someone in sales who's much more of a parrot, you're talking a different language. You've got to make sure that you can connect together. Yeah. So what, what sort of fin- the, the finance person, uh, and she's going to bring forward a lot of numbers, a lot of details, a lot of consequences of actions. The, the salesperson, uh, she's a parrot. What's the difference there? Eric? What's so I, the parrot I, looking for? Yeah, I, I had this great example of a CFO who came up to me. I was speaking at an event and he said to me, he said, all right, you got to help me. I just walked out of a meeting with a VP of sales. You got a picture of their styles, parrot salesperson, owl in finance. And I, I said, look, we're, we're budgeting. We've got a plan for next year. I need to get a sense of what's in the pipeline, what's hot, what's coming in. And the VP of sales looked at me and this, ex- this is the exact quote. He said, it's big. <laughs> and the, <laughs> the, the, the owl CFO said, I can't put big into a spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah, this is the problem. This is the problem. This, in finance, we've been educated yes. for years and years and years into spreadsheets that need precise numbers in precise boxes. And that doesn't fit the other three styles, does it? And, and the thing is, look, you want to have parrots who are out there and they're building the relationships and they're building rapport and they're connecting with people. But there is often that disconnect between how a parrot communicates, which is big energy, big picture, not a lot of details, and an owl, how they communicate very methodically, very accurately. They're very systematic and they're data-driven. And so sometimes they're just not speaking the same language. And you have to understand that it's okay that they're a parrot. In fact, you probably want them to be a parrot. You now need to find that happy medium between how you communicate and how they communicate. But that still leaves a challenge, Merrick. We've still got to get the budget done. We've still got to put the right numbers in the right places. So how do you get the level of detail you need out of the parrot, out of the eagle? I'll give you an example of how I do it in my own workplace. So I started my company back in 1991. Now, I am a parrot eagle. My business partner is an eagle parrot. So he's, we're both very big picture. He's very big picture, even more so than I. And, but one of us has to put on that owl hat and be the owl. And, and I, typically I'm the one who does that as my owl is higher than his, even though it's not strong for for either of us, it's at least stronger than his. But when I historically wanted to get into the data and make a data-driven decision, he would jump right to the conclusion. All right, so here's what we need to do. So what you want is this within two minutes and I've got all this data to look at. So what I do is I prime his brain. I go into his office at 9 a.m. and I say, look, we're meeting at one. This is an owl meeting we are going to need to look at a lot of data and we need to make a data-driven decision. So I need you you to be in owl mode when I get there. 
And so guess what happens? I've primed his brain to be in owl mode so that when I get there, he's like, okay, I'm ready. And, and look, even if the people you're talking to don't have this language of the birds, you can prime their brain and say, in our meeting today, we need to walk through a lot of data. So I need you to be in detail-oriented mode because I want to make sure that we're making a good data-driven decision. So it's almost as if you prime them for that interaction, they're ready for it. But if you just walk in cold and they're in eagle mode or parrot mode, it's going to frustrate you because they want to jump quickly to a more spontaneous, intuitive decision, not a data-driven decision. Okay. We've talked a lot there about dealing with parrots and dealing with eagles. What about dealing with doves? A lot of times finance folks have an easier time with doves because they're both more soft-spoken. They both tend to be reserved. In fact, a lot of times finance teams and team members are often owl doves because the dove is very patient. They take their time. And when you take owl and add that to some dove style, you get the perfectionist. I'm willing to take my time comes from the dove, I want it to be right, comes from the owl. So communicating to a dove, the most important thing is to establish connection with them first. Don't just jump right into data and information. How are you? How's your day going? How are you doing? Uh, how are you feeling? What's been happening in your world? It's that personal connection. When doves feel like you've connected with them, they wanna support you and help you. But if you jump right into business, it's they don't have that connection and it's much harder to, to work with that dove because they don't feel like you care about them. They feel like you just care about the work and they want to know that you care about them too. Mm, Merrick, this is fascinating. So your four birds, they're based simply on the disc profiling system, which I believe is something that's never been copyrighted. So anybody can yeah. go along and take a disc profile uh, without particularly much cost. Yeah, well, DISC has been out there since 1928. It was never trademarked. It was in a book by William Marston. But the model itself has been around for thousands of years in ancient Greek culture, ancient Chinese culture, the Native Americans, I mean, all around the world. Uh, in Ireland, the, the Celtic Wheel of Being, there's so many cultures that have had a four-style system. And the reason there's four is there's four brain quadrants. Eagles and owls are left-brained, they're task-focused. Parrots and doves are right-brained, they're people or relationship-focused. There's top and bottom brain too. We don't usually call it that, but top brain is the type A personality. Eagles and parrots, they need things to be happening. They like variety and change. Bottom brain, owls and doves, type B personality, more even steady paced. So there's four brain quadrants, there's four styles. We can call it DISC, we can call it Eagle, Parrot, Dove, Owl. You can name them colors. You can call them anything you want, but there's science behind it. It's not just that there's a randomly picking of four styles or four birds. There's actual brain chemistry at play here. Mm. So I can see that understanding that your dominant in one of the particular four styles and likely 75% of your organization are dominant in one of the other styles. That's telling me that I've got to adapt my communication and the way I go about things for most of the people that I come into contact with. Yeah. And, and the way of thinking about it, I'll give you a sales example, but we can apply this to, to finance is I always say to sales folks, if you're selling someone 
and their style is different from yours. One of you is going to leave that interaction exhausted and it better be you because one of you has to do the flexing and now bring that into the organization. You're on a finance team and you've got to communicate out to all different departments, to the marketing team, probably a lot of parrots, to customer service, probably a lot of doves, to your senior leadership team, perhaps they have a lot of eagles. You've got to be able to communicate to all four styles. Does it take energy? It does take energy to flex, but here's the thing. When you flex to their style, not only do they get their needs met, but you also get your needs met too. So it's about being what I refer to the chameleon who's adaptable and flexible so that you adjust to the people around you. Everybody gets their needs met. Mm, mm, I love that. So Merrick, what, I've been leading in, in GrowCFO recently, a whole series of, of events around change management. Now we've covered communication as part of that. Now, what, what in particular do you think we can learn from the four bird styles into delivering change? So there's a couple of things. First is to recognize how the different styles manage change. And then it tells us or informs us how do we communicate to them during times of change. For example, you can picture eagles during times of change. Let's do it. It's going to get us better results. Let's go. Parrots, sure. They like change. They like variety. It's new. Absolutely. Doves, they don't tend to love change, but as long as everyone's okay with it, they're okay. Owls are interesting. We'll stay on them for just a moment. There's a perception that owls are resistant to change. So I'll give you two scenarios. Scenario one, eagle manager. How much warning does an eagle give people during times of change? What do you think? Oh, pretty much none at all. None at all. And how much information? Very little. Right, just enough. I can think of a great example of this. <laughs> way, way back in the, the youth of my career, I was financial controller for a marine insurance company. And our Eagle, managing director, walked into my office one morning and said, uh, there's a check, Kevin. I've just got it from uh, the brand new class of insurance that we've just sold in Holland to uh, insure inland barges. Now, the, the sort of bar, big canal boats that go up and down the rivers in Central Europe. And here we are. We're a, we're a fishing boat insurer. Now, we, we insure boats that go out of harbours, go out to sea. Hang on a minute. You've just given me this. Where did that come from? What's this business about? Well, that's a classic example of eagle managing yeah. change. Like, don't you worry are, about it. Check. Bank it, get on with it. <laughs> yeah, move on. And, and so what happens is the owl then starts asking a lot of questions. But since the eagle has already made the decision, what do they, what does that eagle perceive those questions to be? Because mm. it's resistance like, to whatever's going on. Yes, because we've already decided you, you're just slowing the train down now. Get on board. We're already moving. They yeah. perceive them to be resistant. But the thing is, Owls can be incredible change agents. If you give them the logic and you give them the information, you give them time to acclimate to it, you allow them to ask questions, they could be incredible supporters of change. Picture the scenario where someone walks up to that owl and says, can you believe it? We're changing again. And that owl knows exactly why the change is happening. And they say, yes, we are. 
Let me tell you exactly why we're changing, what's going to happen, and the benefit of that change. So owls can be incredible change agents, but they need to understand the logic. And so they're often perceived as resistant, but they could be your best change agents of all, but they need information. Mm -hmm. so, so now you get a sense of how the styles handle change. Now let's talk about how do you communicate change? And, and here's the big challenge with, with style is that whose style do we tend to communicate in? I mean, uh, I works, works for me, yeah. my own. And so I'm a parrot. If I get up there in front of a group of all owls, it's like, they don't even hear what I'm saying. Like, where's the information? Where's the detail? So I'll try something with you. You ready? Here we go. I'm going to communicate a big change is coming. We're about to implement a new system. See if you can figure out how I communicate it. Because I recognize, look, I'm a parrot, but I, I can't just be a parrot. So I walk in, I say to the group, an entire department, all different styles, bottom line, here's what we're doing. Here's when we're doing it. Here's our goal. Here's the impact. Let me tell you something. This new system is better. It is faster. It is easier. This is going to take us so beyond what we're doing today, beyond any of our competitors. I can't wait to share it with you. Now, I know it's new and I know it's different. We're going to take our time. We're going to keep you informed. We're going to make you as comfortable as possible by answering your questions. And I will tell you this, once the system is in place, it's going to be better for us and for our customers. So let me walk you through step-by-step, step, show you exactly what we're doing, how it's gonna work, why we are doing it, and when it is happening. All right, so what did I just do there? You just went through each of the four styles in turn. And, and I hit all four, and guess what? When you communicate in all four styles, guess who you appeal to? You appeal to everybody. Exactly, everybody. But Merrick, can I, can I just challenge that a little bit? And you got through the, the eagle bit fairly quickly. You're quite excited through the parrot bit, so that probably kept a lot of people entertained and, and interested. Few folk would be worried, so yeah, the dove bit would be very useful. But hang on, once you get into the detail of the owl bit, isn't there a danger that you're losing your parrots, you're losing your eagles, and they'll start looking for where the door is out the room? Yes, but so what? In other words... The eagle, what did they get right up front? And you got to do the eagles first or you might lose them. Bottom yeah, line, yeah, yeah, good point, good point. Parrots walk out of that room. How do they feel? They're quite excited. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And, and mm -hmm. are they necessarily tuning into the detail? Yeah, maybe not. But the parrot leaves pumped. The eagle got the bottom line. Doves feel reassured. Owls got the detail. What happens is you tune in when I trigger your hardwiring. When I'm in parrot rah-rah mode, the owl doesn't necessarily care about that either. But when you get into the detail, they do. So if I can trigger your hardwiring, I will satisfy your needs and you will leave feeling like, okay, got it. Eagle feels confident, dove feels reassured, parrot feels excited, owl feels safe, they got all the information. It's a matter of communicating so people can hear you. And if you have a large group, you have to connect with everybody. And the danger is, that you impose your style on them, and now they aren't getting their needs met. Mm, yeah, and I can see that, particularly if you're, if, if we, I know it's a big generalization of finance people are, are owls. If we're going straight into detail mode, we're gonna lose a lot of people. 
Yeah. And look, there are definitely other styles within finance, but I can tell you from experience that certain departments, certain roles draw certain styles. And there are an abundance of owl uh, in the finance world. There's the least prevalent are the parrots in that world. Yeah. So, Merrick, I'm thinking here in terms of the, the development of the, the finance person. Um, I can see you're, you're in a, a junior role. You're, you're doing a lot of clerical sort of tasks. You're involved in a lot of detail. You gradually get promoted. You're, you're running finance. You're supervising processes. And, and still, that detail, the attention to results, the broadcasting results to the organization, the analyzing the numbers is still playing to those skills. But now we've noticed in, in Growth CFO that the, the biggest change and the one that most finance people really feel uncomfortable with is when they make that move from kind of head of finance, but now they're CFO. Yeah. They were the inward face of finance. They're now the outward face. They're now expected to be, well, we'd refer to it as, as the co-pilot of the organization with the CEO. So how, how do you reckon that works back into these personality types? There's a great book by uh, Marshall Goldsmith. I'm just going to borrow the title for a moment. And the title mm -hmm. is What Got You Here Won't Get You There. Yeah. And what got... That, that, that finance person at a lower level in the organization, what made them effective is their owl attention to detail and process and systems and data. But as you move up in the organization, you have to develop two new skill sets. You have to develop parrot because now you've got to have energy and you've got to connect with a lot of other departments. But you also have to develop eagle, which is much more strategic. You're no longer in the weeds, in the data with re receipts on your desk, you are now talking about budgets and cash flow and, and investments and, and, and financial resources. It, it's a much bigger picture discussion. And that's an eagle way of thinking. So you have to, as you move up, develop both that interpersonal skill of the parrot and also the big picture thinking of the eagle. And it's the people who develop those skills are the ones that make that transition. Otherwise you have an owl CEO and you can still be the owl. It's just that you've developed those skills. If you took a profile, it might still say you're an owl, but you've developed the interpersonal skills and the big picture thinking. Otherwise you can get caught up in so much detail that you lose sight of the big picture and that's not healthy for a CFL. Mm. So how easy, then, Merrick, do you think it is to develop those skills that are away from your natural personality? It, it takes time. It develops over time in our career. And, and the beauty of this, it's, it's not that you have to change your style. You don't need to be an owl and now suddenly become an eagle or be, be an owl dove and become a parrot eagle. You don't have to change your style. It's just learning the skill set of if I'm talking to an eagle, I need to be direct and to the point. I would say you're talking to an eagle, be brief, be brilliant, be gone. And that's it. Yeah. Tell them what they need to know and you're out. Be brief, and, and that's be a brilliant, skill set. Be gone. I love that. Yeah. And, and that's a skill set to learn. That's how yeah. I talk to an eagle. Yeah. It's a skill set to learn. When I'm talking to a parrot, I just have to dial my energy up a little more. When yeah. I'm talking to the dove, I have to be more personable. If you're some, if you're a parrot eagle or, or a dove and talking to an owl, you have to dial up your detail. You have to be prepared. You have to be organized. So it's, it does take energy to display behaviors that are not hardwired, 
But just like riding a bicycle, the more you do it, the more you lay that hard wiring down, the easier and more natural it becomes. The more you flex and adapt to different people, the easier it becomes because you've done it before and you now have that hard wiring. It may never be your go-to, I'm an owl and I'm instantly going to be a parrot. It may never be your go-to behavior, but you at least get to a space where it's comfortable. Look at someone like Bill Gates. Bill Gates clearly has been an owl throughout his career. And if you watched him in early interviews, it was a little painful to watch. He was yes. really uncomfortable in his skin. He had a hard time just talking. You know, as soon as the cameras went off, he was like, oh, Okay. I need to go relax for a little while. Whereas now he's much more personable. You can see a lot more dove. He has funny moments of a parrot. He has assertive moments of an eagle. He's developed that. Is he still an owl? I think he's still an owl, but he's gained a comfort with the other three styles and it's helped him to be successful. Mm, I, I think there's something there, Merrick, in terms of, of being upfront and giving a presentation as well. You mentioned Bill Gates feeling uncomfortable in his own skin. I wonder how many of us as, as finance folk feel a little uncomfortable when we stand up there with our PowerPoint slides and we're presenting the, the company results. Right. And it's because that's not an owl behavior. That's a parrot style is to be in front of a group of people making a present state, making a presentation. And so it's a matter of tapping into it. And the more you do it, the more comfortable it gets. And look, this is, this is what happens as you move up in an organization. You don't tend to be going from making a presentation to 10 people to making a presentation to 2000. You, first you're talking to your team and then it's your department and then it's getting bigger. And it, over time, we develop that comfort zone. Our world gets bigger and bigger as we move up. And so slowly over time, we incrementally develop that skill and that comfort. Um, it may never be exciting, but you have to get to that place of neutral where you can do it and it comes off well, as opposed to your beforehand, you're so nervous and it's, and it's difficult, but it's, but you're right. You've got to develop those skills as you move up in a company. Mm. Now, we're talking so far about you know, the, the listener being the finance person and what they can learn from recognizing their own style and the styles of others. But in, in your organization, you work with entire teams, entire departments, entire companies around these styles. What happens when you start making an organization aware of the, the personality groups? Well, first thing that's interesting is that you recognize that most companies have one or two styles they have a lot of. And there's usually one style they're very light in. If you mm -hmm. are talking, I just worked with a, a PR social media company, overwhelmingly parrots. Yeah. But they had a finance person. Guess what style that person was? How would that be an owl? They also had an IT person who was also an owl. And yeah. so in that world, that, that both finance, uh, accounting, and, and IT, ro those roles were having to deal with a lot of parrots. In, if you were working with a engineering firm, I worked with an engineering firm a while back. They had 75 people, not a single parrot in the entire company. I was literally the only parrot in the room. And, and what happens is when people understand their group dynamic and their organization's culture, 
they can tap into the strengths of their style, but they can also fill in the gaps when they need. So if you realize, you know what, we're missing owl. Every time you have a staff meeting, you should be saying to yourself, okay, if we had an owl in the room right now, what would they be asking us? If your team is all parrots and you don't have any, or, or let's say it this way, if your team is all owls and you don't have any parrots on your team, after your meeting, you might say, okay, what advice would a parrot be giving to us right now? They might be saying, look, when you communicate this information, you got to dial up the energy, dial down the detail, make it accessible. Uh, and so when you work with a culture, a lot of times what happens is the drama goes away because people start accepting each other. They start communicating to others the way they need to be communicated to. And you get a work environment where people are a lot more comfortable and communication improves. So there's a tremendous impact as more and more people can speak the language using the birds. It helps them to communicate effectively. Now, there's, there's, there's an interesting observation there, Merrick, that says, um, okay, I'm a marketing agency, therefore I've got a lot of parrots. I'm an engineering organization, so I've got a lot of owls. Is it that certain types of organization need that type of people? Or is it a case of, of individuals when, when they're in the recruitment process, look to recruit copies of themselves? There is definite truth to that statement that we do often hire in our own image, when in fact we should be hiring, staffing our weakness. We should be hiring people who yeah. compliment us. Um, but you know, it's really a factor of, we are drawn to certain jobs based on our style. When I work with nurses, overwhelmingly, there are doves who are nurses. It's just that world tends to draw the dove style. Uh, when I work uh, in sales, overwhelmingly, it tends to draw people who are parrots. Uh, and so we do see attorneys are overwhelmingly owls and eagles. It's certain jobs just tend to draw certain styles. And that's not a bad thing. It allows your style to shine. Uh, me, as a public speaker, I am a parrot. I love it. I get to go on stage. I enjoy talking to a lot of people. I, I went into that field because it feeds me. And I think that's what happens for others is that you go into a job that feeds you. If you were a parrot and an accountant all day long, could you do it? Sure. But when you work out of your style all day, it's exhausting and we don't want to be exhausted. And so we tend to go into a job that energizes us. And that's why certain jobs draw certain styles. That's fascinating. Disc and the disc's interpretation into your four birds, Merrick, is just one of a number of personality tools. Um, there's Myers-Briggs being sure. another. Uh, another one that I particularly like, and we've, we've just recorded the podcast on as well, is Gallup's Strengths Finder. Yes. Now, I don't, where, where do you think the, the disc fits against the other ones? Is, is the one that's better than others, or do they complement each other? Yeah, they all have their own purpose. I mean, look, if you were in strength finders, if you were the maximizer, I will bet you, you have some pretty strong eagle. Yeah. If you're the visionary, I bet you have some pretty strong parrot and eagle. Uh, and so you, you think of the different strengths that, that Gallup talks about in strength finders, you can easily look at them and say, oh, that is definitely an owl strength. That is definitely an eagle strength. Uh, and so I think they complement each other. There's only one 
mind up there. You know, our brain, there's only one brain and we can describe it in all different ways, but we're describing the same thing. And each tool has its purpose. For me, the birds are, are powerful in reading other people, knowing yourself and knowing how to flex to the people around you. And so they're not just about self-awareness. It's also about social awareness, which is what emotional intelligence is. Do you understand yourself? Do you understand others? Do you understand how to relate to them? Can you manage your behaviors? The birds are like the skill set of emotional intelligence. And I, I think this is the key for people. Is you, you got to boost that EQ. And the birds help you to do that by giving you a better sense of who you are, who other people are, and what they need. Yeah. And I can see where, as you're looking for that EQ idea, the, this is about understanding your style and then understanding everybody else's style putting understanding your own style well i can see the usefulness of something like gallup where they'll go into 34 strengths and they'll go into a lot of detail and you probably want to know that about yourself but i can see the advantage of a, a model such as the birds when you're looking at everybody else because it's it's nice and simple it says there are four styles there are there's my style and the other three. Therefore, I've got to adapt. Therefore, I've got to fit into the style, the, the, the major styles of these other three people. It keeps it a nice, simple level. Yeah, I, I always think that, that that idea that knowing is not enough, we have to apply. Yes. And, and, and you can understand Gallup Strength Finders and, and look, it's, it's useful. It gives you a sense of your style, but there's 34 of them. You're not going to meet somebody and go, you're a maximizer. <laughs> you're not exactly you're all 34 exactly. you're out of your mind. do that yeah but that's not its intention and that's okay whereas the 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 goal of using the birds is not only the self-awareness but also the social awareness of being able to meet someone and read them very very quickly and when yeah. you can read their style quickly you can adapt to them quickly mm, yeah so i think dear listener there's an awful lot to be said for both. Don't think that one particular personality test is better than all the others. I've come definitely to the conclusion across the years that there's, there's purpose for all of these. And certainly as I think about communication, getting the finance results out there, it's about making the other person take action. It's not about just putting numbers out, which might be your owl style, but it's about saying, here's the results, that this means whatever, here's what we've got to do. If you're going to get the other person to actually take action and do the doing, well, you've got to communicate to them in their style so they understand, so they engage, and so they're motivated to do something. So I think this is something that's very, very useful. Yeah, the key the key is applying it. It's it's yeah. it's knowing what is your style, and then being able to adapt. And and when we do that, what we're what we're not doing is imposing our style on others, which is such an easy tendency to do. Is to say, well, this works for me, so I'm going to communicate to you in this way. I'm going to give you the amount of information I would want. I'm going to be direct because that's what I like. So I'm going to assume you like it. And maybe the dove doesn't. And we have to understand that people have different needs. And, and that's really at the heart of, of what we're talking about. It's yeah. understanding that people may need something different than you. Yeah. So what we, we've talked about communications. We've talked about change. Well, what about relationship building? It's a bit more than communication. It's about forming a, 
a longer term working relationship with somebody how how would say the the parrot and the dove work together to best advantage in the longer term what what sort of things should they be doing to break down barriers between them yeah each style has their own needs uh, for parrots, they love that socialness, the connection. To, they love to talk and interact. Uh, for doves, they're both on that people side of the continuum. So they also like the connection, but it's a quieter one-on-one -on -one as opposed to, hey, let's all go out together. And the, the thing that the doves and the parrots need to recognize is, and this is the challenge that they sometimes have, is that parrots are very talkative. Doves are more reserved. They're more quiet. You have that introvert and extrovert. The parrot can kind of take up all that airtime, do a tremendous amount of the talking. The parrot has to realize that, yes, the doves are good listeners, but you have to give them a chance to speak too. And, and the doves have to realize that, you know what, parrots are talkative. Um, but I also, I, I have thoughts that are valuable and, and important and I want to contribute them as well. So you may have to be a little more assertive in that conversation to, to be heard uh, because parrots are, are known for talking and that is the, the essence of their style. So it's, it's really understanding that you can use this to build relationships, even especially those diagonals. The, what I think of as the eagle and the dove are diagonally opposite. The parrot and the owl are diagonally opposite in the sense that they're just so different. And, and the key is to recognize that when someone is very different from you, they're not opposites. I don't really love that word. I think that they complement us. And that's what we should be looking for in relationships is how do people bring something different? So they add something new. And instead of me judging the fact that they do it differently than I would, I want to value the fact that they bring a different perspective. And that's how you build relationships is, is not judging people, but rather valuing the differences that they bring because they give you something else that quite frankly is why we tend to be drawn to our opposites in our personal relationships. Eagles and doves tend to be married most often. Parrots and owls tend to be married most often. We are drawn to people who are different, but then when we're together, we have to value it and not judge it. That's interesting. What, we're talking about couples potentially being opposites now. What yeah. sort of what sort of age do you think we see the the four birds being obvious in behavior? Oh, is this something you you'd spot in a very young child? Oh yeah, immediately. In fact, there's data that says in utero, extroverts are more active than introverts. I, I have two boys. One is a parrot. One is an owl. I could have told you their style differences within weeks. Parrot, very smiling, laughing. You hand something to my parrot child, even as an infant, he would take it, he would flip it in the air, he would look at it, he would have fun, he's laughing. My, I would hand it to my owl child and there, he would be flipping it over and dissecting it and looking at it and analyzing it. And you, his blanket had to be on him just perfectly and, and it, everything was so exact. And the parrot's like, yeah, whatever, it's all good. You can see style very, very young, even even as infants, you can start to get a sense of their style. Yeah. So that, that's suggesting that style might be something that you're born with, as opposed to something that's, that's learned from experience as you go along. There is no doubt we are born with a style. And, and the reality is our style can change over time. That, that's absolutely true. It does evolve over time and can change. But, but anybody who has two children, or a sibling, you know that 
there was nothing you could do to change them. There was nothing I could do to turn my parrot child into an owl. There was nothing I could have done to turn my owl child into a parrot. They are who they are. They've always been that way. Um, but styles do change, but there is clearly hardwiring that we come into this world with. Mm, yeah, I'm finding that interesting at the moment, watching, watching two grandchildren. And they are very different. They have been very different from day one. One of them is very, very certainly a parrot. The other one, I think, is probably an owl. And yeah, I think the, the key thing here is recognize the difference. Don't try and don't try and compare them. Don't try and say that one's better than the other. Just recognize that they, they are different. Yeah. And, and as managers or parents, we have to be careful that we're not trying to turn them into the best version of us. So if you are the parent and you are an owl parent of a parrot child, you can't be saying to them, look, you've got to be detail organized. You've got to be structured. Your room has to be organized. Everything should have a place. Everything should be in a place. You're just going to frustrate that parrot child. And the message that you said is who you are is not okay. In other words, if you were like me, I would love you. But since you're so different, you got to change a little bit. Then I will value and appreciate you and love you for who you are. And whether we're talking to our children or it's our staff, we have to accept that they are who they are and not try to change their style to be somebody different. That's, that, that really is a key thing. And take that, that child example, the parrot, the room's untidy. Well, you're going to frustrate the child by asking for the tidy room. You're going to frustrate yourself because you never get it. Move that to, exactly. to looking at the team that you're managing. Now, be realistic and recognize that some of the traits that you want out of your people, you're never going to get. Yeah. But value and, the ones that they have got. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, there's a great George Carlin quote. He said, everyone driving slower than me is an idiot. And everyone driving faster than me is a maniac. <laughs> because we think... <laughs> Our way is the right way. Yeah. If you're doing it differently than I'm doing it, you're just not right. And so I'm yeah. going to try to get you to conform to my way. And if you have positional power as a parent or a manager, and you're trying to change them, it really is sending a message that you need to change for me to value you and accept you. Mm. And that's, that's not a very good message to send to people. And there are two ways of doing this task. There's my way and the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> and, and look, if anybody has two people in the exact same role and they have different styles, like a salesperson, you've got a parrot salesperson and an owl salesperson. I have that. I have a parrot salesperson on an owl salesperson report in, in my organization. They are fundamentally different in the way they sell and the way they communicate to our customers. But our clients love both of them and they are both incredibly successful. But if I were to try to get, I'm a parrot, I do resonate with our parrot salesperson in terms of how he does what he does. But if I were to try to change my owl into a parrot, I would be stealing his secret sauce. I would be taking his yeah. power away. It wouldn't work. And, and he would be frustrated and unsuccessful. And you have to recognize there are maybe two different ways to accomplish a goal. Mm. On that note, Merrick, that has been absolutely fantastic. I'm very, very conscious. I could keep talking to you for the rest of the afternoon. But, uh, I think we've we've probably more than filled the allotted time for the podcast. So, Merrick, that was absolutely brilliant, absolutely fascinating. Thank you for being this week's guest. Oh, thank you, Kevin. It's so good to be here. Mm -hmm.